0: Organizers all over the country, the activists, the civil rights, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers, the, the students that are realizing that a system built to divide, impoverish, de- and destroy us cannot stand if we do de- it. De- Alright? De- de-
1: de- it's kind of basic mathematics. If you hear me, could you feel me, could you free me? Wonder if I made a difference or made a difference. Hope that we are the difference. We ain't got we no, no clue cool to this life. Brother, I would never call. You. You trife. You my brother, though they knife and fork our meals. Then cop the silly feels. Yet it's slimy, kinda grimy. Miss Cackle, the timey. But you can't plagiarize. Something in the skies and think we have no eyes to see. Something real as we. This is seriously who we be. We're <laughs> held See, this here is true indeed. The real deal. Barrel bread, like collard greens and corn bread. Can't recite what's never said. Purpose keeps us fed. Real man. This is real. Hope fed, but still you are my brother. Above you, there's no other. Blood or something Probably other, more like what the blood covers. Man, no matter what they say, we good over this way. This positivity in <laughs> the making, helping others to break through without breaking, without breaking. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Hello, good people. It's Thursday, so you know what it means. It's Brother Empowerment Day. And if this is your first time watching the show, Brother Empowerment is not one of those fashion shows, but it is one of those shows that where we're engaging in enriching conversations, hoping that something that is discussed will help our brothers and their families to break through without breaking. Yeah. So before we get into our special guest, oh, How was
2: your week, man? My week has been so restful, man. This past holiday weekend was just amazing. I got so much sleep, more sleep than I've collectively than I've gotten probably in the past, man, probably a year and a half. I got a lot of sleep this, yeah, man. I got a lot of sleep this past weekend, and my body needed it. Like I, I went back to work this week like supercharged up, and it was a short week, so I was like, oh, I got this. So. No, it it was definitely dope, man. Hung out with you and sis and my boo and my, and my nieces. Hung out with y'all. My mom came to town, yeah. And we did Taco Tuesday and had a photo shoot, which we got a lot of love for on my page. It was amazing. Um, yeah, man. This week has been just really, really dope, man. So I've just been charged up, man. How about you?
1: Um, I kind of did the same thing that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, my week. My weekend was actually pretty dope. I actually spent a lot of time with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I haven't done in, a, in um, a very long time. You know, you and I talk all the time like about the deaths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And since the deaths, I've really been spending time just reflecting on things that are, you know, are important. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realized that I haven't done that is extremely important is spend time with my family the way we used to do it. So I asked Cordell to help me with the garage, which he didn't help me, wait, 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 but wait, wait, it's wait. fine. I asked you, I asked you. So I ended up doing a garage. It's fine, it's <laughs> fine. I don't hold it against you. So I ended up doing a garage by myself, but it actually was amazing. Even though I almost had a sinus attack from my allergies, mm-hmm. you know, oh, but yeah. still um, I didn't die and I was here to live another day. So I cleaned out my garage. No help to um, Cordell. And then I actually got into my yard. Again, no help of Cordell. And, you know, I did some things that needed to be done in the yard, man. And it just really felt good. And it's also on the back end of, like, Tara, um, who's talking about Woosa moments mm-hmm. and creating your spaces. And you know that my office is really my wusa. My whole house is my wusa, But I really haven't been outside like I wanted to. hmm and this gave me an opportunity to reconnect with nature in a um, in an inoffensive way, mm-hmm. you know, because me and nature don't get along too well. But it did give me um, a chance to do that. So that was really it. And then I'm rocking one of my new tees from another dope nonprofit organization. Change the head, change the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing some great things about um, bringing racial in, um fighting against racial injustices and speaking on race equity and things like that. So I'm actually proud to support them. That's one of the organizations that Tamra mm-hmm. um, who's a certified love advocate, along with Ricky um, who helps us on the advisory committee. He's also on their board and he helps see that. And then the great and the dope Carla Tuttle, which we've had on the mm-hmm. show, um, they actually have spearheaded this organization and doing wonderful things, man.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I was at, and it's funny, man, because <laughs> you know, the weather's been all crazy cause I was actually supposed to be going out of town this actually morning, weekend weekend uh-huh. to hang out with some family, um, up in Pennsylvania, which I've never been to, Pen- well, take that back. I was, I went to Philly one time when I was really, really young mm-hmm. but I was actually supposed to be traveling and I ended up having to reschedule that cause some complications happened, right. but I'm glad that I kind of, I'm glad that I didn't go cause it was cold up there. They said, my family said it was 44 degrees
1: up there and you yeah, know you would have just crawled up and died
2: yeah it's like uh yeah i was like mm, you guys can have that so i'm lucky they called me when they did but <laughs> you know but anyways let me let me get off there i can go all day on yeah because
1: we got a guest yes we do we do we have a guest so go ahead and unmute your mic mr jason t mahoney and tell the people who you are who you be who you is mm-hmm.
0: good evening good Everyone, uh, It is definitely a joy to be here. Um, I've watched the show, love the show, appreciate this show. So I just want to take a moment and give you guys a hand clap and to all the viewers of you all. And also give these two gentlemen a hand clap as well because it truly demonstrates the power and things that can take place when we work together in the community. So hats off to what you guys are doing. Um, super, super, super and just super. So thank you all. So I'm honored to be here. Um, as mentioned, my name is uh, Jason T. Mahoney, uh, better known as The Motivator, uh, originally from the great, great state and city of Suftus, South Carolina, by the way, of the country. Uh, but <laughs> I'm
1: currently,
0: I'm currently right now in our Raleigh, North Carolina, um, a little bit about me. I'm just what you call the motivator. My whole passion is to motivate people to motivate people. In other words, pay it forward. Um, when, When someone has empowered you, encouraged you, motivated you, uplifted you and removed you from whatever situation you were in, position yourself to be able to do the same for someone else. Far too many times. Um we win the we, we win the lottery, but then we forget to show other people how to win the lottery or how to strategically um get to their goals. Um yeah. motivational speaker, life coach, uh best selling author. And uh, I just want to say, since you guys told me to introduce myself, uh on June 18th, I will be releasing uh my movie Trod in the Fire. And it is a movie premiere. Um, it's gonna be in the Raleigh area. Tickets are all sold out, but you can still visit the website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um um, motivate.com. I'm super excited to release that movie. Um, the focus of that movie is trauma mm-hmm. and dealing with just trauma, things that we go through in life and we don't address those things. And so you have the opportunity to meet six people and hear their story. But again, we're not here to talk about what I'm doing. We're here to talk about empowering People. So I, I'm going to throw it back over to you guys because I'm super excited to hear from those that are listening to you all today. Uh, and and what can we do to help them as they're listening to us and maybe asking some questions. So I'm going to throw that back over to you guys so we can get this started. So I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to be here. Excited.
1: Well, um, it is an opportunity to brag on you and all of the things because we want our people to know all of the wonderful things that you're doing too. Um, For those who don't know, we actually went through a certification course with um, Jason, me, Tara, you. Mm -hmm. Who else was it? Lita was there. Yes. And there's two other people. It was Don, his frat brother. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember who the other person was. Um, Well, we could be a safe space for children yes. um, who were victims of sexual abuse. That was, um, I,
2: still, I still have that certification, man. It's like right in my, where my other certifications are.
1: What, in a drawer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in my sacred drawer.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go, there you go, the sacred drawer, exactly.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Okay,
2: sacred draw. Tell people who we got on. Oh, man. So who we got? We have Sean in YouTube land. What's up, Sean, man? Hey, brother. Hey, what's going on, man? We have Tara, a.k.a. Big Sis. What's going on, Tara? Hey, Tara. And we got Mama Garnett. Hey, Mama. So she's on. We got Shantika's in YouTube land, too. Uh, Hey, what's going on, Shantika? We have Yogi who is on. What's what's going going on, on, Yogi? What's what's up, Yogi? How you doing? My resident favorite poet, man, making people just get emotional in this piece man so we have my she hulk aka my boot bang rashia she's on hey babe how you doing hey <laughs> <laughs> go we got chanel is in the building what's going on chanel hey soror <laughs> so we got kim winborn is in the building hey kim hey kim so we got the beard aka ricky in the building mr fantastic fermentations
1: what's up man all uh, right guess what bro we gonna we're gonna figure out how to make more time because that's a dope thing
2: that you guys are doing yeah let's see who else we got we got reese's in the building what's going on reese with that hey. do- with that dope picture man that photo already let's see who else we got and Apparently i say got- that
1: training was intense oh
2: yeah no it, it really was
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we got lenora laster of lenora pores in the building what's going on lenora what's
1: going on and we got
2: adrian Ragland watching yeah we got bruce leroy our resident fact checker
1: Wait, he came in? I, I just see that so, he's watching. What's going on, Bruce? Comment. If we miss y'all, please comment so we can shout you out. I know. So, we're going to go on and jump into a few statistics. Mm-hmm. Researchers have found that one in six men have experienced sexual abuse or assault, whether in childhood or as adults. One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. Men, top five fears body image, money, height, other men, and being inexperienced. My special demographic, the percent of men age 20 and over with obesity, 40.5%. Men die by suicide 3.5 times more often than women, and the peak age is 45 to 49. But men also die by suicide age 50 and above, and 40 and under 44 i mean under 45 at the same rate as well um a study showed that one in 71 men had been raped or suffered an attempt within their lifetime men serve longer sentences in fact 63 percent longer sentences on average than women do and women are twice as likely to avoid to avoid incarceration if convicted what are your thoughts about that, Jason T. Mahoney?
0: <laughs> so so as as you were popping up all the stats, I was saying, wow. But then the wow is pretty much more so this is something we, we we've already known, right? So we already kind of know the stats because we hear about them all the time. The question or statement that I would say is because we now know, what can we do? right? And so I'm a firm believer in getting um, ahead of the situation before the situation even comes, right? So we already see the situations out here, the statistics, but let's take one, let's take one of them um, that you talk about. Let's talk one about, about the men's fears. If you can pop that one back up for me, please, about, I think it was like five or six things, men top five fears, right? Body image, money, height, other men being inexperienced. So when you think about this and the statistics are already showing what the concerns are, right? And because the concerns are already there, the next question is, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get stuck, and especially when it comes to men, because you all know society, we will raise that men. We don't address our issues. You know, we hold our feelings in. We don't talk about things, and so we have to really erase that old mentality, that old mindset. Um, I'm not. We even talk about 1619 and slavery this evening and how we got to that mindset. That's a whole different topic maybe for black history month next, next year. But when we think about these things, the question now is what do we do? What do we do? Right? So one thing is have the conversation and you guys are already doing that, having the conversation to have that safe place for people to feel safe. And then once we, do those interventions and do things to get ahead of the, the the statistics or what have you, then we have to do what we call stabilizing. And that is continue to do it. Cause a lot of times how many of us have gone to the, the doctor and we've gotten a prescription and the doctor in the prescription says, take all 10 pills mm-hmm. by the fifth pill. If we feeling good, what are we going to do? Stop. Stop. We stop. Right. And, and unfortunately, we do the same exact thing when addressing these type of issues. We'll see a little plunge that things are improving, but then we'll stop. And then we're back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, I'm curious to know when we think about, um, I'm going to look at number three, right? <laughs> number three talks about height, right? Mm-hmm. So I stand at five foot four, okay? But I don't, I don't have an issue with that. But mm-hmm. the funny sure thing is, but the funny thing is, other people sure have an issue four? with. It. So you, what now? Are you sure it's five foot four? Five four, all day, every day, just have <laughs> an annual physical. Man, get your annual physical, get your annual physicals. But if you think about it, height, right? Okay, so I don't have an issue with it. But guess what? Every time you run into somebody else, what's the first thing that they do? They gonna say, "Oh, you short, you short." Okay, and. And this may be wrong, um, but I did a test study one day when it comes to height. Right? So, um, in common person, and, and if when she first saw me, the first thing she was like, she was like, oh, you're so short. She was a heavy set young lady. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, and I said, oh, you so plump. She got angry at me. Mm-hmm for saying that. And I said, okay, let's take a pause. Let's retract this. You are the one who, who, who started the dialogue
2: mm-hmm. because
0: there was something inside of her where she had to feel good about herself to point out something else. Right. And, and so I think that's where we need to go back to creating that safe place for people to heal first, and then be able to address these issues. Um, I can't help you until I've helped myself. But but that, that list is real. That list is sad. And that list is why suicide rate is at an all-time high among men. And these are just five top things, right? And so, but when you look at a lot of these things, a lot of these things are taught. We're taught about what our body should look like right and and the images of what we see in the newspaper articles w- you know the money comes that you know we always hear you know the man's the head of the household he have to bring in the money and then if he feels that he's not able to bring in the revenue to sustain then he's going to begin to question or say i'm not fulfilling my role as a man just because i'm not bringing in certain money yeah, Height, right. you know yeah godero godero you know me you both short so you know uh yeah, you know, that. some people that's the first thing they want to point out about us. And I was like, no, we don't have an issue. You have an issue with our height. We're fine with it. Right. And and being inexperienced. And so um, four and five are kind of touchy. Um, yeah. So I, w- I would be curious to know what do you all think about four and five?
1: Man, we talk about it all the time. and I think people don't understand that. Um well, we've noticed since we've done brother empowerment, mm-hmm. number four has probably been the biggest thing. Yep, there has been this weird, you know, masculinity test yeah. that they try to challenge us on. And Jay don't sign up for competitions because he knows there isn't a competition when it comes to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have some people that do have to ground their footing, um, and because when you're doing an anomalous show like what we have and an anomalous organization, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have a point of reference. So all they can do is gravitate towards their trauma and use that as a (laughs) barometer to measure how successful or our level of genuineness. And they are incorrect in both. Mm -hmm. Um, So we Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time allowing them, when we talk about being a safe space, is not even addressing Some of the heavier issues, or some of the more explicit issues, because it's through the implicit guise of insult competition Mm -hmm. that we find that the bigger issue is they have never been in the presence of men that esteem them for them without wanting anything in return. They have never been in the presence of people who will support them on the premise of just support, not um with an ulterior motive in mind or in sight so we have dealt with that i think more number four Mm -hmm. um and i think that yields into being inexperienced because this inexperience is a totality a lot of people a lot of men have not experienced pure love because a lot of men have been conditioned to measure love based on their ability to provide, yep. to provide protection, mm-hmm. to provide sex, to provide resources, but not on their, um, not on the premise of just saying, hey, I'm a man and I'm worthy of love because I am human. Yep, exactly. What do you got?
2: No, bro, I don't have anything else. <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> no, but I, definitely, I definitely will say, man, that, well, I'll echo everything my brother said, and I'll also say, you know, just, from the, the, well, I take it from the high standpoint, you know, people have, I've always, well, not always said, but I've said before that when people, if the first thing someone says when they meet you is they say, oh, well, you know, you're short or this or that, that really means they don't have anything of worth to say. Because if the first thing you want, that you point out is one, something that's obvious, and two, something that, you know, doesn't really matter as far as who I am. And that really lets me know that one, you you don't have anything worthwhile to say. Two, you're probably not really interested in getting to know me, you know, because if you have to, and a lot of times people use it as a jab. They'll say I was Mm -hmm. just joking or whatnot. But as we know, people will, I'm joking you to death while Mm -hmm. insulting you and really Mm -hmm. just saying and trying to cover it up behind that. But it's like, no, you know, because Mm -hmm. I already know that I'm below average height for a man in this country. So, and I'm 30 something years old. So I've known that for a while. I don't need you to tell me that, you know, that's not something that adds to that conversation. Because if I start going at your perceived imperfections, it's going to get kind of nasty. And you're going to accuse me of being like, you know, I'm insulting you or whatever, but it's like, if we're doing that, then let's keep things. Let's go. Let's Let's go.
1: I would say that it probably would be best to add that because a lot of people don't even know when they're being um, offensive. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's very offensive to me. Like I hate when people tell me, stop calling yourself fat. You need to think better of yourself. What? (laughs) I am fat. That is a fact. (laughs) And why, 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 why me calling me fat? mean, I think, but it's, it's, Evident that you don't know me, right? Exactly whatsoever. Yeah, you don't even know anybody that knows me for you to come out your mouth and say Jay thinks lowly of himself. Mm-hmm. No, Jay is very factual. <laughs> and you guys need to stop that. You, you do pass your insecurities, like y'all. like some people have a problem with being short, some people love being short. Like, I envy Cordell, like, when he sit on the couch sometimes, and I'll be like, he got all that space. Why? Well, I mean, well, you know, the good thing is, you know. <laughs> we had a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. I got to get all comfortable. And that joke is snugged up in there and was like, I'm good. I'm like, this was- Yeah. And for people who don't know, my, my birth father is short. And he is a little person who suffered from dwarfism and is called a midget. I know people say that that is offensive. But guess what? My whole family call. I come from a whole family of them. You talk about your family. I talk about my family. But anyway. <laughs> I used to always either want to be very short or very tall Mm -hmm. and so people think i'm taller than what i am and i'm not i've just been blessed to be a proportionate fat person because you know some fat people are shaped like a circle a planet yeah a whole planet planet. whereas me i don't look as big as i am because everything is proportionate but this joker is fat he is morbidly obese but i used to want to be little and so when i see little people can hop in this i'll be like that ain't even fair. Y'all can can get in cars comfortably and everything. I got to do that heisting up one leg and get in. You know, know, and dip on in with that one leg. Mm -mm. So, and, and that's to say that you don't, you don't People don't maybe insecure, like people, y'all come up and say things mm-hmm. and you project your insecurities, but people can be fine with it. There are several people that are fine. Lizzo was a good example mm-hmm. of that. She was fine with her body and y'all start policing, saying she doing too much. No, if she did, she did this every day in her life. Why do, Why are we mm-hmm. the ones who feel like we have to be the barometer on how somebody else feels just because it's something that's not working for you? Right. I know Jaycee so, got to so- say, hold on, Let me let me do this real mm-hmm. quick. We got to highlight Rick. He just what's, came on. What's up, Rick, bro? What's going on? Sherry says she here. What's up, Sherry? She also said Cordell Gibson is taller than someone else.
2: I mean, me and Jason probably actually the same height. Actually, Sherry, same height.
1: I don't know. Opinion, so you, because you and my wife the same height. Okay. Well, I, I was about to say, like, I don't even... See, y'all, in the, y'all, in the, y'all in the ballpark. Because, like, I don't even go
2: around... I don't even go around folks trying to compare what well, I'm talking to somebody. Because, like, that's the other thing, too. They be like, oh, you finally talking to somebody. I would be like, I don't go around trying to look for people that I'm taller than, like, because it's just not a thing to me. Like... I don't, I don't. You want
1: some Durango boots? I need some Durango boots.
2: <laughs> Man... <laughs> Find me the serum that's gonna get me taller. There we go. That's
1: what that's what I do I Matt think that. Miller said, "What's up, Black Excellence?" What's up, Matt, man? Lenore said, "Vain assessment of your character based on your height." Hey, go. and the, and that's
2: something else that we're taught as men, like the big, tall, strapping. That's he's like the archetype of what attractive is. But you know. <laughs>
1: look, they want to know what you said about. It. What did she say? How do you call her plug? Um uh, man said, what's up, bro? <laughs> oh my goodness. What's up, my man Um Rashia said, I don't have an issue with five, four million. No, men. you don't, booski Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chanel said height, unfortunately, something people cannot change. Yeah, you made that way. I prefer taller men, but I would never for forsake or use short as a derogatory term. Now, I know without thinking, I do mention short, but it's the same when people meet me and they say I'm small. Mm. I know that. Been in his body for 30 plus years now. Yep, for real. Um, Sean said, love people where they are, not where you want them to be. Absolutely. That's when the conversation is over. <laughs> Always shoot behind them hey, jokes. Mac, that's that's facts, man. That's facts. Superman is on what's, what's going up, on. What's up, Carwin, bro? bro? What's going on, Carwin? And then Rashida said, what if we stop pointing out flaws and start finding things to uplift one another? I love that. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Jay, you chunking that? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 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 Not proportionate. fat You cut out. She said you cut out that guest off. <laughs> I'm gonna let him talk, mama. I can't breathe. Y'all cracked me up. It started with Jason Collin Woman Okay, Jason, it's on you.
0: So 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 lots of stuff to unpack what you guys are saying. Um, so um to I think it was Lenore that asked the question, what did she say? So she got kind of uh-huh. like like rude, like really went in on me, right? But then, as she went in, I just sat and listened, and then I processed with her. And needless to say, she was going through some things in her life, and she needed to be healed. And that's the, and that's kind of where it goes to. So if I, I'm gonna drop a a, a a nugget here, right? But before I drop the nugget, I want to build it up. A lot of issues that we have as humans with other humans, it stems back to what we have going on inside of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm a lot of us, we got a lot of layers and and especially as men, we have a lot of layers, especially as black men. We have a lot of layers that have been put on us, um, involuntary. And then we have some layers that has been, that, that we made the decision to put on ourselves because of whatever situations, right? So we have all these layers and when we don't meet up to these layers or those expectations, that's when we begin to have these issues, right? But not only with men, but with women as well, there's a lot of stuff that you that we all have in our trunk, period. No questions, no comments, no concerns, no confusions. Every last one of us, we all have something that we're dealing with, right? But it comes into play is how do we deal with it? Do we deflect on it to make somebody else feel bad so I don't have to deal with my lair? Or will I do some self-reflection so I can heal myself, right? So I believe that if people will heal themselves first, right? If if somebody, if you're a person, you do have an issue with your own height, work through that, get in therapy, get in in, um, therapy, what have you, whatever your issue is, work through it because if not, you're going to damage other people. So work through your own issues before trying to heal somebody else. And so a nugget that I want to leave with everybody is focus on what is strong and not what is wrong. Focus on what is strong and not what is wrong. When you're dealing with people, focus on what is strong. Me personally, I can sit down and have a whole dinner buffet with my worst enemy, with the worst person who hates me. I can sit down, and have dinner with that person because I'm going to focus on what is strong about that person versus what is wrong. I believe that, that we can all find something good about somebody else, right? But we can't find something good about somebody else until we have come into an understanding with who we are and loving ourselves. And so when you look at these top five fears here, right? If you have a male that is struggling with body image, that is struggling with how he looks in the mirror, he's not going to be able to have a healthy relationship or friendship with anybody else because he what hates the person in the mirror. So when we have these this linear approach and all of these things that we're dealing with. That's why we can't get along. It's not that we can't get along because what somebody else is doing It's because I do not know how to have a health relationship because I don't have a health relationship with myself. So when you focus on what is strong about a person and not what is wrong, when you encounter somebody, you focus on everything that is good about the person. And then that'll change your relationship with them. So I would challenge everyone that is listening, um, listening, tuning in, when you're interacting with people, think before you speak, focus on something strong about that person. And then respond to them from a strength-based approach. But then also, before you can even do that, deal with your own trauma, people. Deal with your own issues. Um, And then also remember that every last one of us was created in a perfect image. Whatever image you have when you came out of your mother's womb, you were created with that purpose. Okay? Period. Um, Thank you, um, love. Not a flaw. God made us this way. Society just made it seem like something's wrong with us. Exactly. And so I use the word flaw because that's what society has given us, that these flaws, but I want to point out the flaws in somebody else, but can't look at myself. But once we realize that who we are is good, I now can respond to my enemy because guess what? If God created all of us in his image, my enemy was created in his image as well. The person that is doing me wrong was created in my image as well. And if I believe that what God made is good, I can't find fault or or, or point out something wrong in somebody else because we all come from the same cloth. We may be all look different. We may all think different, but I'm going to respect you because we all from the same lineage. You're wonderfully made. And that's why I find it so easy to deal with my enemy. I find it so easy to deal with my haters because guess what? I still love them. I'm going to find out something good about them and I'm going to respond to them in that aspect. And another reason what's important is you never know if you someone if you are someone else's lifeline. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, let's say Jay was having a bad day and we ran into each other and I spoke, hey bro, how you doing? And be like, man, I like them shades. You know, you rocking them, what have you? And just focus on what is strong. I don't know if Jay was having a bad day, but my encounter with him was to speak life in any situation because he may get in his car and be like, you know what? I feel so much better now. So that we have to learn to to reprogram our mind and get out of that mentality of. I want to find something wrong with you based on what I believe. Finding something wrong with somebody based on what I believe is not always right. Get to know the person. We got to change our mindset. We can't heal until we've changed our mindset.
1: Well, on that note, he just did a mic drop. I mean, ain't nothing else to say about it. Um, we got a few comments that say, Oh, we Jason. Oh, let me go up a little bit. Um, Heal that. Nope. Let me go up again. Because Ricky said, that's right. Mm -hmm. Heal thyself. Rashida said, heal thyself is healthy self. Mm -hmm. And then um, Chanel said, ooh, we Jason, you better than me. Um, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And Adrian said, you're very strong. I'm not entering the room with a person I don't like. Definitely not eating with them. Wait, Jay, can okay. I say, wait, but Jay, Jay, right, can, you, can you I'm gonna come back. I will come back. Yeah. I like Jason. Love. <laughs> and then Ricky said, look at your own flaws. Ha ha ha, nice try. I have none. <laughs> Mama said kill him with kindness. And then they mm-hmm. said, I'm going to pray to be a little <laughs> more like Jason <laughs> tonight. <laughs> and look, <there's> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so, so you know what is funny though? So I'm out of curiosity. So I, I'm a radical. Those of those people that know me know that I'm a radical, um, a revolutionary, um, all of those things, because we, we got to change, right? See, but unity. But anywho, so someone talked about, um, having a challenge, right. To, um, you know, sitting down, have dinner with our enemies, right? So Jay Cordell, I'm going to ask you guys this, y'all are spiritual, right? Spiritual being? <laughs> now, now, Jay, I thought you—I thought yeah, you were yeah. a minister, yeah. I thought you were ministering yeah. the word. But if I can just take my church people to church for a while, right? Cool deal. Um, There's—I love the scripture that talks about. You know, just hit tune, tune me up a little bit. But but you know, we always talk about that. We we always say, "Oh, he'll bless you and your enemy. He'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies." Right. So, in other words. Because it says he will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you know how the scripture goes on So therefore my enemy and I gonna be at the dinner table together. So in other words you're going to with You gonna eat which if you and again everybody inter- internalize and interpret scriptures how they want a scripture and, and you know, not knocking anybody, but i'm just that type of person I already know I got to eat with my enemies Because he said he prepared tables before me in the presence of my enemies and so if i'm there we're there and, and now you gonna be, and then it says, you know, he anoints my head, where my cup running over, etc., etc. So my enemy's there, and then my my cup is running over. So my enemy gonna get the overflow. Mm-hmm. So because we we sitting and we eating, so I I believe that that the table gonna be prepared in the presence of my enemy. So I'm just practicing because we just eating right now, and again focusing on what is strong and not what is wrong, because my enemy is still a human being, and I never Jason T Mahoney. I never know where life is going to take me. So if I'm on the side of the road or, or whatever's going on, I never know if my enemy may need to come to my rescue. Because I'm not going to give, don't give your enemy fuel <laughs> to say, oh, you know, well, um, such and such treat me rude. Remember, everybody got stuff. Everybody got stuff. Think about the why you don't like that person. And then think about something good, one thing good about that person, and respond to them based on that one thing that's good. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna have to sit and eat dinner with them if you if, if you want that blessing, he yeah. put treasures before me to press of my enemy, so we're gonna eat together, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and while we eat my, my my I'm gonna be anointed and my cup gonna run over, and then when it runs over my enemy going to get the the, the the overflow. He going to get, you know, he or she going to get, you know, what, what's flowing and left over. Cause I'm not going to sit and eat with you and eat in your face and not give you any food.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And again, yeah. life is, life is yeah. too short.
1: Uh, hold on, it depends. <laughs> <Let me laughs> no, I actually like what you're saying. And I want to go back to a couple of things because um, I definitely love the statement when you said um, focus on what's strong and, not, and, and, and what's not wrong. Um, Because we went back, when we talk about this, one of the things that we noticed from a lot of the men that were connected to um, Brother Empowerment was they didn't know that they were handsome. Mm -hmm. No scratch that. They didn't know that they were beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Handsome is just like a safe word to say, but they didn't know that they were a beautiful creation. And no one ever told them, like, man, you you look good. Come on, let's Mm -hmm. go. So they didn't take pictures and all of that. Mm -hmm. Every man that'll tell you that's been connected to me, they started out, they probably average one picture every two (laughs) to five years. But look at them now. So many of them smile in pictures. So many of them taking pictures. We all take pictures. And they always say, man, I ain't never took this many pictures. Yeah, definitely he. This joker now, um, <laughs> Ricky it. he photo moved because he come out with whole photo albums after he's through. But the point of it is, is that the very thing that you think makes you unattractive, unworthy, or is considered your biggest hindrance or your flaw, may be the biggest thing that attracts people to you. Mm-hmm. You may have been taught to not like that very thing. And then you will meet people who will come and shine light on that very thing you're trying to cover up. And that is your beauty mark. Mm -hmm. You already were beautiful. But then that thing that you're covering up was your beauty mark. This is why people keep coming around you. This is why you keep attracting people. This is why things keep changing. So a lot of times you may think something is not great. And that could be your greatest asset so i definitely want you guys to understand that and so having conversations about that bro. And i had conversations about being tall Mm -hmm. and short Mm -hmm. and there are some things that are just obvious right i'm taller than him he's shorter than me but there are some benefits to that thing and we're gonna highlight those things matter of fact like how he helped me change my chandelier (laughs) (laughs) he just stood on the table and did his thing see i couldn't have did that Mm -hmm. No, those are blessings. We ain't (laughs) had no latter either. That was a blessing. So these type of things happen, and we don't know how to come into people's faces and say, no, don't be ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. That's what makes you dope. That's what makes you awesome. Yeah. And the other thing I will say is you may may think somebody is your enemy, but they may not look at you as an enemy.
2: Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Because that person may come in your life to bring out the very thing that you're trying to cover up, and you like, why they keep trying to, um, why they um, trying to shine on me? Why they keep flexing on me? Why they keep doing that? It's not that they're doing any of that thing, but they see the thing that you're hiding, and you looking at them as somebody that don't like you, that that is in for you, that somebody's trying to take you out, and they're not even trying to take you out; they're trying to bring you out. Your your
0: adversary has a purpose. Your adversary has a purpose in your life, period.
1: Exactly. Your adversary has a purpose. And a lot of times the very person that we think is our enemy is a reflection of our inner me. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that the reason why you can't stand that person is that person is exposing a part of you that you didn't want to acknowledge.
0: Or that person is being who you want to be.
1: To my camera, go ahead, Jason. You can take over my <laughs> camera.
0: So, so and, and what happens is when you're dealing, uh, it all goes back to my thought is self the self, the self, the self. And, and those that are listening, if you all can think about what was in poured was poured into you as a child, um, who spoke over your life, who spoke into your life, who encouraged you. I think about. Um, as Jay was talking about, you know, um, looking good and feeling good, and all those things, who pours things into your life? How, where, where did you get the understanding of who you are? Th- that is just so important. I'm not sure what happened to Jay and Cordell, but we're gonna keep moving forward. And so when we look at these top five fears again, we're gonna look back at them: body image, money, height, other men, and being inexperienced. The question I I present again is, what do you need in order to move to your next? What do you need? Let's think about that. What has hindered you from getting to your next destination? What has been poured into you based on those particular things? Self-reflection is so important in order for you to heal. Um, you, You can never... Ever get to your destiny and get to your purpose in life until you've dealt with the person in the mirror. Um, it's just it's just important to deal with the person in the mirror because we're always finding fault in somebody else. But who am I in the mirror? Who am I? Um, Jay, y'all good over there, Doc?
1: Yeah, the camera went out, but keep on talking. You you doing it? <laughs> Let I, use I, I just want to make sure you know
0: I want to jump jump you all to chime in on whatever y'all can, but it's Hold just on, so is important. It, it's just so important because going back to the layers is that when we were born, we came into a world, into society. Then you were raised in a household, what was taught to you about you in that household, especially as men? Um, one of the saddest things is to see a grown man at 65, 70, 80 years old that is still struggling with self-esteem, that is still struggling with loving who they are, that is still that is still finding fault in other people. You're too old for that. You're too grown for that. But when you peel back the layers, we realize that that 75-year-old, 80-year-old man was raised in a household where no one ever validated who he was. Nobody ever told him, man, you know, you good looking, all those things. And so now it's manifest. I can say, you know, and I got to brag on my parents. Um, I was raised in a household um, by two powerful parents, and they're still married today. I love my parents. And my dad validated his sons and his daughters. My dad made sure to let us know. And he always said, well, sons, y'all good looking and let my, let my sisters know that they're beautiful. And so my mom validated that we were attractive, handsome, debonair, and beautiful. My dad came and validated those things, right? So I'm not arrogant or conceited. I just was validated as a child that I'm important, I'm good enough, and I'm equal. But what has happened is because we sometimes feel that we're not valuable. We feel that we're not important because other people has disrespected us, rejected us. That's a whole movie for a whole nother day, dealing with rejection. That's a whole seminar right there. We've been ignored. We've been rejected. We've been left behind. And now we took all that junk and we held on to it. And then we can't realize that we're valuable. We're important. We're good enough. We're equal. Regardless of what people do to you and what you think about yourself, you're valuable you're important you're good enough and you're equal you have to know that but again until you embrace self, you're gonna continue to be fighting a fight at 75 years old 80 years old and you're gonna take it to your grave and never lived a happy and fulfilled life because you're still holding on to the rejection you're still holding on to how you feel about negatively about yourself, You're still holding on to all of that stuff. So I I challenge everybody that is listening to me. Think about a concern that you have about yourself and do something to deal with it. Because if you don't do something to deal with it, it's going to pour into other people. And especially if you have children, if you have children and haven't dealt with your stuff you're pouring that stuff into your kids and you're repeating the cycle you got to deal with the you got to deal with the man man and woman in the mirror because if you don't you're gonna perpetuate the cycle and you're gonna damage other people yes. if you have not dealt with it listen if you have not dealt with issues from your childhood you are destined to mess up somebody else's adulthood if you not address issues from your childhood you are destined to mess up somebody else. Adulthood,
1: yeah, no, that's sure. good. We got some comments. Um, Chanel said, "Adrian Lewis Ragland." Oh, I know. People are made in God's image, but that doesn't excuse the fact that they can be complete booty holes.
0: <laughs> but we gonna love them right through. We gonna hug on them, and we going we, we gonna we gonna we gonna change them. We gonna love on
1: them. Tara said that that's a word. Mom said that's so true, and then Tara said, "Your enemy." is going to get the overflow, jeesh. Chanel said, (laughs) they're going to be on the other end of the table. (laughs) And Cher said, I would just starve. (laughs) And Tara talking about, we cranking out models. Word, Well, can't help it. Look, photo booth. You have to do that, Ricky. I could lose a few pounds. (laughs) Everyone comes into your life is there for a reason, mom said. Mm -hmm. Enemy not the enemy. Yeah, I, I love
2: that one, bro.
1: Um you are the captain, not Jason. <laughs> Keep the gift. Uh-huh. Mama said it again. And then what about when people pour negativity into you when growing up? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a first. <laughs> Run the show, Jason. <laughs> I love the wall behind you, Jason. That's yeah, dope. that is, and all the pictures
2: really are dope, for real.
1: Roger said, good evening. What's up, Roderick, man? We are our own worst critics.
2: Yeah.
1: They they are a lesson or a blessing mm-hmm. and meant to be a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. Jason, you got my mama cranked up. She commented left <laughs> and right tonight. Um, Adrian said to Rashia, that's what I was thinking, especially in our community. Older women critique us so hard from an early age, woo. Mm. Tara said, "Older generations need younger elders to heal." Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Yeah. Age isn't the factor. I love how aware we are becoming. For sure, I said, "Amen." Go ahead. Can I
0: say? I'm sorry. Can I say something real quick about the generation? <laughs> I'm sorry, Cadell. <laughs> Listen, anytime I have the chance to talk about trauma and healing, just real quick. Um, someone talk about Is that. The, 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 I'm sorry. I hope I get an invite back. So so we talk talk about the the generation and age, right? And so yes, older generations are very much so critiquing younger generations, but it goes back to what I talked about. And if you look at 1619 and and all of those things, you look down at the, the, the lineage of the timeline, the older generation... They haven't dealt with their trauma because remember, you know, they didn't talk about mental health, they didn't talk about those things. And so, unfortunately, our older generation they don't know how to heal, they're only passing down what was what was poured into them. And so we got to be mindful. Um, that as young people or as a younger generation that we're healing ourselves, let's reach back and help heal the elders, help heal heal the community because the elders still have wisdom and they give good wisdom, but we must also understand that they have trauma as well and they don't have a filter. Um, And sometimes they say some things and it's really hurtful to the younger generation, but because that's all they know, that's all they've been taught. So we have to kind of give them a little bit of grace, but then also hold them accountable in their corrections, I'm a firm. I believe in respecting elders, but elders can also be corrected as well, because all the if they're repeating the cycle of unhealthiness and abuse and all that stuff, correct the elder. It's okay. Be respectful in the correction, but correct the elder. And and I'm real big on that.
1: Yeah, no, you better I'm get sure. in because Jason somebody crank up again. No, I was only gonna
2: say. I was <laughs> gonna say we should at least get to one topic for today.
0: You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought we were on the topics. No, that was just a, that was just uh-uh, you statistic. took over. You told us to go back.
2: <laughs> you said go back to the statistic, yeah. and we was being obedient. That's that was that's in the way beginning. That's the, that's part of the intro, man.
0: Oh, but it's cool. all good,
2: though. It's all good. I hope
0: <laughs> I get an invite back. <laughs>
1: <Huh>? <laughs> he just checked you talking about you I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy a
0: t shirt. Just make, we I, ain't I, make it time time. Time. I wouldn't
1: even say it. He <laughs> said, Yo, long winded We ain't made it to one discussion <laughs> question.
0: I'll buy a t shirt. Hope I get invited back. <laughs>
1: Well, Mama, apparently, she feel like she owned the show. She said, you coming back. (laughs) But you know what, though? All Joe's aside, I feel like people needed that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's different because we say things, but it's like that parent. Mm -hmm. You can say things one way, but hearing other people bring a fresh perspective to it is enriching. And that's what I think it's about. And a lot of people need that. Man, you don't run this. So <laughs> you just said about um, checking the L to see. You don't, <laughs> don't run this, <laughs> Lois. You don't run this. All the way in New York telling us what we're going to do in North Carolina. Because some of them elders went real quick. That they do. Don't say too much, Cordell. I, <laughs> say no, something no, Ricky, I don't know
2: why you're choosing violence today. We, it's supposed to be a peaceful day.
1: Look, build that topic list. It's okay. We good. <laughs> don't feel bad, Jason. The average is about three topics in an hour. If that. We told them that too. Mm-hmm. My elders and my family didn't mm. deal with trauma. It got swept under the rug. Well, that's a lot of black
2: families, way too many black families. I'm
1: going to send you to New York with lois <laughs> Don't run this. Don't worry about that. Mama. Log off. Don't worry about them.
2: Said, don't worry about them.
1: <laughs> um I will say that as we go into the topic too. That you do have every right to tell mm-hmm. you you have every right to tell anybody who's disrespecting you that they're being disrespectful. I find mm-hmm. myself saying things a lot of times, like when people ask my wife, um, oh, y'all are gonna shoot for that boy? You know that's none of your business, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have no problem with mm-hmm. saying that. You know that's disrespectful. You shouldn't ask that. Or y'all ain't had no kids, why y'all ain't got no? That's none of your business. Mm -hmm. You don't, that's none of your business, and it's okay. And just like with the older people, you have every right to say, ma'am, that's none of your business, Mm -hmm. and you're rude. Yep. It's okay. So one of the topics came up. We wrote a blog, Jason. Mm -hmm. Um, I had dealt with three major deaths. I lost uh, um, a cousin that was a part of my life, my entire life, an older cousin. I lost my favorite aunt um and then i lost my biological father but one of the things that i realized what was happening is you talk about it when you go through a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. you don't realize how many masks you've created to get through life Mm -hmm. and so when you go through that traumatic experience a lot of times you began to look at yourself and look at everything differently, and some of those masks began to crack. Mm -hmm. And as these masks crumble, we have this desire to quit. Yeah, We have this desire to give up. We have this desire to flee. And let's talk about this. Also, feelings of, of, of grief also are very similar of feelings of accomplishment and completion. Mm -hmm. So when when you're completing something and you're very successful, a lot of those experiences can feel just like you're grieving because it's the end of something. Death is the end of something. Yes, it's a continuation, but it's also the end of something as well. And a lot of us don't know how to deal with ends of things. So we abort the situation and we give up. Yeah. And so one of the things that we need to start doing is not giving up on life, but we need to quit negative thinking, quit being frustrated of things we can't control, quit attempting to bridle our emotions, feel the things, follow them through, quit trying to handle everything on their own, quit entertaining distractions, Mm -hmm. quit limiting yourself based on insecurities and the expectations of others and quit allowing yourself to hurt for the sake of masculinity, femininity, womanhood, or manhood. No,
2: that's, yeah, no, definitely. And you you definitely, at at some point in time I think most people have gone through a phase where they just want to say like, forget all this, forget everything. No, no, I'm pretty, I'm very happy with my life, you know, especially now. And there have been times where at my lowest moments, especially when I first started my work and going through therapy, that I wanted to really just say, forget it all. That I, went from, I went from feelings of wanting to just sell everything and just go somewhere and just be and, and just live by myself and not talk to anybody and disconnect from everybody. And I even had, at my lowest points, I even had thoughts of ending it all. I had thoughts of driving my car off of a cliff and just saying, well, this will be better than going through the stuff that I'm going through. Like those moments happen. And those are things that people go through. And so, yeah, especially, you know, feelings of grief and sadness and all that, those things come with certain experiences and they have highs and lows. So yeah, there have been definitely times where I've said, I want to quit. Like quit life, quit everything, quit people, quit family, quit, you know, uh,
1: everything. But Jason said you can't quit because your overflow might be over there. (laughs) And you don't want them to flow on the other side, so you got to stay there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The you enemy got your blessing that you don't work from. You like the enemy
0: have- got the whole, the enemy got the cup and the salsa and the overflow and the food.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you don't like to be hungry, so you know how that goes. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying, he gave the word. I'm just here, I'm here, just applying it in everyday life. And you know what we talk about? I'm so glad you talk about that. Those moments happen. Love you, Cordell. Love you too, big sis. Because um, a lot of times we don't, we don't, when we talk about normalizing, mm-hmm. it's not normalizing the uh, offense or normalizing the trauma. It's normalizing that we are people who go through different experiences yeah. and we need each other to survive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. And that's why I love what you said earlier, Jason, when you were like, um, you don't know if Jay is having a bad day because, truth be told, um, between my wife Tara and Cordell, um, they have talked me off of several cliffs. Um, it's been Ricky, I mean, let's go on and on. Lenore, like a lot of these people that are on have talked me off of the cliff, but I, I can e- easily tell you there are some people also had a hand on my back and was trying to push me off those cliffs Mm
2: -hmm. and had
1: it not been for certain people coming along they help you Mm -hmm. because some people only have use of you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean some people only have use of you but then there are Mm -hmm. some people who want to experience you who want who love you for you and sometimes they need to leverage that nothing is wrong with being used Mm -hmm. It's when you're being mistreated and abused and the list goes on and on. But we want to be used. But a lot of times we don't have anything in our will, And some people don't have sense enough to know that. And as as transparent as I am, some people struggle and you don't want to get ugly with them, which is impossible for me, but you can act unseemly Mm -hmm. and tell people like you're rude. Like when I let people know that I needed to take time off because of the deaths in my family, some people who already owe us money, who already um, have poor business acumen, have the audacity to get upset because I decided to take time to heal for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have some people who are always pushing us to the cliff, but you have some other ones who are really talking us off the ledge. And it's Mm -hmm. very important to know who you have in your corner. And when you're advocating for you, advocate for your safe space as well. Mm -hmm. It's okay to tell people we're not fighting, we're not having a disagreement, but it is unhealthy for me to share this Mm -hmm. with you. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. They think you have to be rude and ugly. You don't have to be rude and ugly. You can say, no, you're not a good person for me. Mm -hmm. And it's not Mm -hmm. good that we work together. Lenora tell you, I don't tell people, we just can't do business. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we we will do business well together. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be honest. And it's healthy to do that because that's how you develop um, a lifestyle of speaking the truth. Period and being just in all situations. If you have to bridle yourself and hold stuff back, all that's going to do is have you to bottle up and question your judgment and question the actions of others. Yeah. But look, you took us over an hour, Jason.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Some, some somebody got he- well. Somebody got healed. Some somebody's going to make the decision to address their trauma somebody's going to make the decision to focus on what is strong and not what's wrong so somebody's going to make that decision somebody
2: mm-hmm.
0: somebody
2: <laughs> <laughs> recently living donuts.
1: <laughs> well jason um now we're about to go into what is called positive brother shout out this is an opportunity for you to highlight um those men who are making positive um contributions in your community or that you're connected to That normally
0: don't get the price that they deserve So who are you going to shout out bro um, I'm going to shout out my uh, College roommate uh, Dr. Timothy O. Brown in Augusta, South Carolina um, Shout out this brother it. No, it's North Augusta, South Carolina uh. Right, but Augusta, Georgia <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rude. Don't do that I got to correct you
0: So it's in South Carolina, and so um, my good brother, good friend, Dr. Timothy O'Brown. He and his wife own an optometry company. um, Just doing some really good things, and so um, reach out to brother on Facebook, Timothy O'Brown, better known as Mister Positivity. But father, that brother, um, just he's just doing some really great things. So Dr. Timothy O'Brown, man, I give you a shout out for sure.
1: Yep, he's a great person, and it's Augusta,
2: Georgia, my hometown. That's that's really dope. You don't hear too many about uh, people only know own practice, especially optometry. Like, well,
1: mm-hmm. tell the other thing about him, Jason.
0: So he's also one of the uh, one of the forty four in letters to our brothers, and he's also um, at he and his wife. But he's at the top level of being an Avon salesperson. So he has a whole team of representatives, and he's an optometrist, motivated, just doing a lot of great things in the community.
1: So. That's what's up Shout out to him for real. Yeah, he's a dope person. Okay. Re, shut up. It's Augusta,
0: Georgia. <laughs> Thank you, love. Thank you, love. North she Augusta, South Carolina. <laughs>
1: North Augusta, South Carolina, Augusta. How you gonna talk about my area? You yeah. from Sumter?
0: <laughs> By the way, of Dazzel, cockney. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: dazzle is about the size of this water bottle. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. but, but good things come out of dazzle <laughs> Oh
1: man. <laughs> who you got, bro? It's you,
2: uh, Ricky Timer. Oh, don't even do that's messed up, man. <laughs> but nah, I'm gonna shout, shout out Jay, man. No, nah, for sure, man, just because uh, he has been one of the people who have taught me off of the proverbial cliff during my darkest moments, especially when we first got connected. I was going through some of those times and he told me before certain things happened that they were going to happen, but that he was going to be there. and that has been, he's been true. That so, I definitely got to shout out my brother. I want to shout out you, Jason, man, for coming on with us because man, you just really just came on here and just gave the people what they wanted, what they needed for sure. Um, I do want to shout out Kerwin Pickman too. Superman, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's back yet, but Superman has been in out there in Elizabeth City, really being doing everything, getting arrested, like just protesting, really just out there doing him. And so, you know, I definitely want to shout out to him because not he's just. A guy that just goes, man. He's wherever there's something going on, he's there. Most a lot of times before people even think about it. And um, I also just want to say I want to shout out brothers that are that have really just transparent, honest conversations with people, because those things promote healing. And sometimes the only thing standing between you and the person is a simple conversation about either what's going on or some supposed tension. That's all it takes is a conversation. And there's so much strife. And discord that is being, you know, that's that's happening right now because people won't have within their families or within their, you know, within their peer groups or whatever because they won't have simple conversations. That's all it takes. People talk about how real they are and how they stand on things and how they're going to address stuff. But when it comes time to have conversations, they avoid the conversation. They lie or they do other stuff aside from just do what they said they were going to do or be who they say they are, which is a stand-up person who addresses, you know, static or smoke. So I'm gonna shout out to both you do that because that's that's real positivity.
1: So I just want to go on record and tell y'all this is what Cordell told me off air. He said this is his show. <laughs> <laughs> For real? I said that? No, you said this that's your moment, this your show, and you're gonna take as much time as you need. I and, and and he checked me and so I can't say nothing
2: say That positive go shot my,
1: first, my favorite part of the show. I did like to
2: customize it every time. So I did say that.
1: But he said that's his show. He's he been doing this three years come November. Yes, yeah, that's correct. That's right. I love you, bro. I love you too. You know what? I just um I'm grateful for the men that are in my life right mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm grateful for the relationships that we have. Um and so it's like a collective rose. Thank y'all, mm-hmm. thank y'all for saving me. Thank y'all for helping me, bro. Thank you for being by my side. Thank you for showing me what a real best friend is. Thank you for showing me what a real friend is. Mm-hmm. Thank you for showing me what a real business partner, colleague, um, a developer and all of those things, man. We have done so much great work together yeah. and I'm so grateful to have you in my corner. You know, I can go on and on about that um ricky you just came out of nowhere we talk about welcome so, interruption so in, man. you swooped in <laughs> made me a drink, and changed my life with his beard just came with in his like- beard him and a man just came in like tarzan out of nowhere you guys are amazing the same thing for um curling mm-hmm. um it's so many of y'all just thank y'all brothers i appreciate you guys so much Jason, thank you for finally coming on. Yep. He told us no like for two years, oh. but he finally said a yes. <laughs> See, that's that thing. Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Be persistent. Be persistent, Be and you persistent. will get a yes. <laughs> for every no, to a yes. But Jason, no, all jokes aside, man. Thank you. Jason actually played an integral part of getting more exposure for us indirectly. Because he approached me about the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the 44. Yep. And I didn't know what Jason was talking about, but Jason did it. And I really went on the trust of the fact that I consider you know, South Carolina home as well for me. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a Georgia boy, born and raised, I became a man in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And anybody from, especially something um, <laughs> Dizzle, they consider brothers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I definitely am grateful for the people that we have in our lives and the ones that are influencing so much change so you see that i think something going on with the camera you're gonna have to look at that mr <laughs> um chief technology officer yeah look come on over <laughs> but now like we tell people if you feel that you don't have anybody else in this world that love you or care about you you just met three people who do i'm about to say lean over bro lean over <laughs> three people who do connect with us and we will see you guys next week jason stay on no matter what they say we go over this way this productivity and making other than and breakthrough